0: Previously on the Division Three's Finest podcast,
1: Taysom Hill.
2: I'm telling you guys right now will be a great NFL quarterback if he steps in in New Orleans. Next,
3: paid Manning.
4: Taysom Hill. What? No.
2: From what I understand, you've moved on to the uh, personal training game. Uh, so, like, <laughs> what are the best kind of steroids that I could get?
4: That's a good question,
2: man. <laughs> uh... You took Sprite cranberry. You
0: over. took you
3: took Mr. Pib over Dr. Pepper.
2: I'd rather drink my own piss <laughs> and crammers. <my> <laughs> I, I don't fear the mellow ball at all and then uh like those guys are always they look like they're half asleep all the time. I think what Shub yeah. is I trying to ask is do you do you not have dragons? <laughs> yeah a sixty-nine, 69, 69. You nice. I'll go seven I, feel, seven. I feel like really good. Honestly. I know this is this is the most energetic I've seen you all day. Honestly, so uh, what do you do now? For a
0: yeah, I, I work in are A uh, You're professional now, I'm big professional
2: guy. Uh,
0: Episode eighty-eight of the Division Three Spines podcast coming up next. Now join us on the podcast. This is his first appearance on the show. He was the MEAC Player of the Year at North Carolina Central after averaging 19 to 9 his senior year. He's also probably our sixth or seventh guest of all time that has a Wikipedia page. And he's also Mel Blunt's son, a Steelers Hall of Fame cornerback and four-time Super Bowl champion. So that's pretty cool as well. Dabrique right. Blunt. Appreciate you joining us on the podcast. First question: how's quarantine life been treating you? And you know, According to your Wikipedia page I just referenced, you attended St. Vincent, St. Mary during your high school days. So right. when do you think we can get LeBron on the podcast? Shoot, you're going to have to talk
1: to a couple uh, more important people to me than, uh, to get LeBron. But, you know, hopefully <laughs> hopefully, uh, that's a connection I'll be able to make maybe, maybe sometime. Just, just start
2: dropping a word in for us like every yeah. now and then. If you just spread it, maybe it'll reach the right ears. All right, I got you.
1: All right, I'll do that for you guys.
2: Perfect. That's the day we retire when LeBron's on the
1: podcast.
0: <laughs> Last episode. Right. And how's quarantine life going for you?
1: Man, quarantine life is great. I'm uh, lucky to be in a great situation. I'm living in Las Vegas right now. Mm-hmm. So, nice. uh, so that's where I'm at now. Um, I'm out here pra- training for my uh, pre-draft workouts and uh, have talked to some teams and stuff like that. So I'm here at uh, Impact where uh, Kawhi Leonard, Kristaps uh, Porzingis, yeah, Kyle Lowry, um, mm-hmm. you know, a lot, a lot of guys uh, – you know that you see in the nba now they've uh they've trained here and they come back and they've uh, been training here and stuff like that so it's uh it's a good situation and i'm you know blessed to be in this situation and i uh, be be here training with some good uh good guys that are in the nba and guys that are uh, getting ready to play in the nba this uh upcoming year so that's nice. where i'm at right now
2: yeah i was gonna say so you you see them there when like you see them like when you're training or whatever they're there now
1: yeah, so like, um, since I've been here, I've seen uh, Kyle Lowry, uh, Russell Westbrook was in the gym uh, last week. Oh, it's
2: casual, yeah. Uh, you yeah, so there's, uh, there's, there's,
1: <laughs> there's been there's been some uh, big time guys to come through here, and uh, you know everybody's in, cool. everybody's in Vegas right now because things aren't really closed that much out here. You know, casinos right. you know, are open and stuff like that, so it's
0: good. That's
4: awesome.
3: Yeah. All right, so first kind of big time journalism question here. The theme of our podcast name, Division Three's Finest, comes from us being former. Yeah. Yeah, obviously, you know, very elite Division three athletes uh, who have now transitioned into the podcast game, and they are trying to be elite at that, too. Um, right. So now we're a little off-brand here. You know, you obviously didn't play Division three personally, but you have, you know, an awesome story and a connection right. with recurring guest, CJ Goodwin. Shout out, friend of the show. Yeah. Uh, which kind of led to this interview. But just real quick, give us an intro on yourself, you know, just kind of leading up to college. And obviously, you know, we know your dad is a Steelers legend. Both of your brothers play football as well. But personally for you, what kind of steered you, steered you towards pursuing basketball instead of football?
1: You know, growing up, uh, I was always around football. You know, my family's a football family, like you uh, said before. Uh, my older brother played it. My younger brother played it. I even played it, you know, coming up through um, grade school, middle school, and high school and stuff like that. But basketball was just what I always loved to do. I always did it in the summers. You know, I was with uh, my friends all the time. And actually uh, – CJ's younger brother is one of my best friends, uh, Toddie. Oh, cool. Goodman. He, um, so Shout out. I've Shout been around CJ. Show. Yeah, I've, so I've I've known CJ since I was young. He actually, he actually, uh, you know, he talked about how on his podcast about how um, he used to work at the farm. He used to watch us too when we were young. So <laughs> he used to babysit us and stuff like that when wow. we were younger. So you know, yeah. we've uh, yeah. we've we've known each other for a long time, and we've always uh, you know competed against each other. And basketball was just you know, honestly, it was something where I could have the ball in my hands a lot more. Mm-hmm. You know, I also um just just something I could always do. Like I was always staying at CJ and Toddy's house, um, just going down to the wide playing on the, in the, during the summers and, you know, have nothing else to do but uh mm-hmm. spend our days down there. So that's where I really fell in love with the game is the uh Y M C A um in Elm Grove in Elm Grove and wheeling actually. So um, there you go. that was uh that's how I started, you know, getting into basketball and then, you know, I played football and you know, my dad, he just, he never really pressured us to do either one. He just said whatever you wanted to do. And I've always been, you know, the black sheep of the family. So I decided to go with basketball and it's been working out pretty, pretty well for me so far.
2: Yeah, that was, that was actually a question we had. Uh, if there was any like either pressure, whether direct or indirect from your dad, but I guess obviously you just said it doesn't. So for your comment on the black sheep thing, was it almost like not the reason you chose basketball, but just being a little different? Like, would you say that's kind of a, you know, maybe yeah, it was almost sure. enticing to just like not play, be yeah. the one to not play football.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, growing up, um, we all always played basketball, and uh, you know, it was something that we all loved. And I just uh, decided to to go that route. And I was, sure. you know, everybody sees me now, and they're like, "Oh, why don't you play football? You're big, you're strong, you know, why don't you?" And I'm just like, you know, basketball is my game, and I've always yeah. I've always liked basketball, so.
2: Right. Just, um, and, and big and strong well. works in basketball, too. So it yeah, 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 sure. <laughs> <laughs> works in that, too. Um, all right. So recently we've uh, been doing this with our guests, kind of a little different format. Um, so you might have heard this section in the interview with CJ. But before we get deeper into your basketball background. Um, just to lighten things up, get to know you a little bit better. Uh, we're gonna do okay. some rapid-fire questions, kind of, kind of quicker, a little like lighter on and off. Some sports, some not. Um, yeah. So hopefully, we ask some unique ones that you might not hear every day. But you know, mostly just you don't have to give like a you know storybook answer. If you have a story, definitely share it. But okay. you know, I just you. To, just a quick little uh, question would or a quick little answer would be good. So uh, you ready to go?
0: Yep, ready. All right. So, just doing our research on Wikipedia, you know, no big deal. Like we mentioned, research class (laughs) Um, We saw in third grade, you took two of your dad's Super Bowl rings and show them to your class. You know, first of all, I'm sure this is you know a story that you've told you know a million times. But I guess the real question for me is, I mean, you can talk about the story if you want to, but how's the story public knowledge? Like, how did that story somehow end up on your Wikipedia page?
1: I'm not. I I haven't even read my Wikipedia page, so I'm not. I was going to ask you
2: that. That was one of mine. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I did not know that it was on there. Like like you said, I've told that story many a times and you know right. somebody might have written it down in uh an interview that I did or something like that, but okay. I'm yeah. not really sure uh, you know, how that got there. But yeah, when I was in third grade, um it was show and tell and you know, kids <laughs> and I was, you know, thinking like, you know, I'm talking with my friends at lunch over, you know, probably a lunchable and a um yeah. in a go-gurt about, you know, what we're gonna <laughs> do. <laughs> Yeah, about what we're gonna bring to uh, show and tell, and you know, popped in my, into my head like, what do I have cool like at home that I could bring? And you know, the first thing that's I thought of was bowl my dad's rings. super bowl rings. Yeah, yeah. so uh, like I said, uh, he had four of them, so I took two. You know, like I leave two <laughs> in case you know something happens. He he got two left over, so yeah, he'll be yeah, all right.
4: That's what I'm saying. That yeah. the, that,
2: whole, I, that whole concept's like ah, who he neither extras. You know, there he's right, got right, he's right. got more. Yeah, he, he got
1: a couple, so I, I only took two to be safe. And you know that—that that was my third-grade logic on it. And um, right. so I brought—I yeah. brought them to brought them to school, showed them to the kids. And my, you know, when my teacher saw them, she was kind of you know taken back, and she made sure I got them back in my backpack and uh, made sure they were safe. She didn't want to be responsible for those either. Yeah. So <laughs> right. that, was, uh, <laughs> that was that. How that went.
2: So did you just a quick follow? So you you said your third grade logic. So at least you were like yeah. thinking it through. Like, hey, I'm right, gonna right. take two. Did that yeah. save you at all when you got home? Like, did that help no, your no, cause no. at all? <laughs> take <laughs> like, it. I,
1: that that was probably that was probably made it worse. You know, I, <laughs> one one I might have been able to escape by, but you know, um, my mom was more mad than my dad was actually you know she's big on you know keeping the artifacts and you know all the things like you know my dad he's just like oh whatever so he doesn't he he wasn't (laughs) as mad but you know he had to be mad because my mom was mad Mm -hmm. so like I said that was my I was trying to think the think it through and just make sure I you know did something cool and that was that was what I thought of so.
0: Yeah, cool. I'm, I'm sure that beat, like, your classmates, like, bringing their goldfish in or whatever they brought. Oh,
1: oh, yeah, Easily yeah, the I,
2: best, show I, and tell. I,
1: I, won, I won that day. I won yeah. that day. <laughs> yeah. oh, sure.
0: Easy nice. dubs. <laughs> right. So, um, I guess, next question. So, in our interview with CJ, you know, you mentioned you, you listened to it. CJ told us if he was 6'5", that he'd be in the NBA, and he compared right. his game to Russell Westbrook. You know, pretty bold statements. You know, I doubt you guys right. have played basketball too recently, but are you backing CJ regarding his basketball game?
1: I am. I am back in C.J. regarding okay. this basketball game. Yeah, C.J., C.J., um, to this date, I don't think I've ever beaten C.J. Oh, wow. But, wow. yeah, because we haven't – I mean, we haven't played recently, but, like, yeah. you know, gr- growing up, he, uh, you know, he was extremely fast. He was strong. He was a good athlete. You know, he was he was explosive and stuff like that. Um, you know, we both joke with each other now about uh, – who has a better jump shot? You know, I always say he can't can't shoot. He always says I can't shoot. But
5: uh-huh. you know,
1: um, CJ, see, so yeah, CJ was a little taller. He definitely he definitely could have played could have played basketball. He was a good basketball player. Cool. And, um, so I, I'm definitely backing him up on that
2: one. I think give it like a year or two, and then just play him then. Like let him get like a little older, and then play him and be like, "Ah, I got you. I beat you."
1: When we uh, both get done making money, then we'll we'll probably we might play at a cookout or something. Yeah, your idea is better than mine. Yeah, yeah. So uh, once that's over, yeah, it'll get uh, pretty heated. So I don't want I don't want anybody end up getting hurt. I gotcha.
0: Play him after week seventeen. After he's all beaten up. After the NFL (laughs) season. Right, right,
2: right. (laughs) Advantage there. (laughs) Advantage. So we don't know how far – well, we know you're at least, like, training for the draft, um, but – or the pre-draft training, I guess. But yeah. have you, like, been talking to – you said you've been talking to some professional teams and obviously right. maybe some college recruiters. So in, like, right. those processes, what uh, what's, like, one of the weirdest questions that you might have gotten from, from either of those?
1: I mean, people ask now just, like, you know, simple questions about, you know, like like CJ said, you have family that's been incarcerated, you know, like yeah. you know things like that. But um, a lot of people know my background already just because of uh, you know my father and my brother and stuff like that. So people talk and you know they they, they kind of before they get to you, they know a lot about you already. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's um, I haven't really had any questions that are that are too off the wall or anything that's been uh too crazy. But that's that's pretty pretty much the extent of it.
2: I okay. got you. And just a quick follow up on that. I mean, you don't, I don't, you don't have to get too deep into it, but is that kind of like, can that get frustrating sometimes? Like people kind of maybe thinking they know you before they even talk to you or is it something you used, mean, you're used to it? No, no, no. It's not, it's not
1: like they, them thinking that they know you but pretty much just general questions or general informations information, uh, uh, oh, okay. you know, you know, things about you, things about your family, things about your background, things that might be, uh, you know, just, just facts that sure. like about you, you know what I mean? Not, not really about, like, you know, what you like or what you do or, you know, things like that. But, cool. you know, uh, coming up through the college drinks and things like that, people have seen you, heard of you, or know people that have seen and heard of you. So you, you kind of have a reputation that precedes you, whether it be good or bad.
5: Yes,
2: all right, so a similar question. Um, we saw a similar question asked on the Pat McAfee show. I don't know if you ever listened to that, but he asked yes. an NFL quarterback uh, the last question, a similar question, like a weird question he had gotten right. through the process, and essentially it was uh, you're in a room with your head coach, quarterback's coach, and offensive coordinator. Right. You have to punch one of them in the face. Who do you punch? So our question to you, there's three of us here. You can see us. We're in a Zoom call. Right. Um so, out of us three, who would you punch in the face? And for the record, CJ picked Shub because Shub's a football guy, um, right. and he hadn't asked a question yet, so he didn't <laughs> do it yet. So just, okay. that's, just, that's just for the record.
1: Well, for me, for me, I'm gonna have to pick Ben because oh. we, we've we've uh, we've been talking, we've been communicating and stuff like that, and I feel like you know we have.
5: There's a a better relationship. Yeah. A better,
1: a better relationship. So it's like I can punch him in, in the face and then we can talk it out. Yeah. And,
2: you know, okay. Not, hey you man, know, you know, I had to, I had to do that. that. They, I had yeah, to pick yeah, one yeah. of you guys. I'd right, rather yeah, be my no. friend. Yeah. I got
4: you. Right, yeah, That's actually,
2: exactly. I've got to say, we've had a good streak of the guests picking one of us, but then it's like, it's an okay reason. Like, it's like, Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I'll let you punch me in the right, face. Like right, CJ was like, Oh, shoot, can take it. He's a football. Yeah. Right. All
3: right.
0: Yeah. Right, Definitely a big fan of that answer. Not not the ones <laughs> have gone before. <laughs>
3: <laughs> All right. Who would you compare your basketball game to in the NBA right now?
1: Mm. Well, you know, it's crazy that you say that because like now, like when I'm going through this process, it's like I hear everybody, you know, I've gotten different comparisons and people say different names of uh, you know, guys like who could I compare myself to in the league or who would they compare me to in the league, like my agent and stuff talking to different teams. So For myself, there's guys that I watch, and, you know, for for a role and position that, like, I would like to play in the NBA, like, you know, there's 24 guys in the NBA that can put the ball on the ground, dribble as much as they want to do, shoot as much as they want to shoot, you know what I mean, and uh, Mm. do those type of things. And, you know, everybody else is uh, pretty much interchangeable with professionals that are overseas or, you know, other guys in the uh, G League and things like that. But for myself, I watch guys like uh, P.J. Tucker, who is – a three and D guy, a guy who can play really good defense, shoot the ball and, you know, just play his role and just be a good locker room guy and a a guy who's a veteran and can, you know, be a good teammate and stuff. Or guys like Jay Crowder who are strong enforcers and uh, things like that. So those are the type of guys that I watch and that I, uh, you know, study how they, how they play the game and, you know, how they're able to contribute to these NBA teams and things like that. And that's where I see myself, you know, helping the team.
0: And you mentioned the defense, like we saw, you know, whenever you look at your stats, you see the 19 and nine, but we saw you led the conference in steals as well. So I right. take pride in for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, you know, my dad playing, uh, playing defensive back, you know, every sport that we, we, we played, whether, you know, basketball, football, soccer, you know, it, he would always say, make plays. And he's like, the way you make plays is you got to get the ball. So, he would always tell us like, you know, get the ball, get the ball. And like when we were young, you just like tracking the ball and just finding a way to come up with it is uh is something that yeah. like, you know, has been wow. instilled in us since we were little.
2: That's an yeah. easy that's a simple way to put it. You you do yeah. you, you need the ball. Yeah. yeah.
0: So I guess kind of related to that, do you have a crazier funny story that kind of describes how competitive you and your brothers were growing up?
1: Man, uh, I have a thousand. I mean, you know, you, you think back to Times where we are playing cornhole on on in the backyard or playing two k and like you yeah. would end up somebody would end up mad and then you know you're mad for the rest of
5: the week or you're mad for, like
1: <laughs> you know it's uh but it, it it's just a lot you know, and there was times where you know where we weren't allowed to play against each other because we couldn't like got some like like heated. Whoever, yeah whoever was whoever lost like they couldn't lose so yeah. You know, we have a basketball court in our backyard and there's been times that like me and my older brother out there playing basketball until two, three in the morning, like one-on-one, like play again, play again, play again, yeah, you know.
4: Yeah, that's awesome. So
1: it's, uh, it's, there's, a, there's a lot of stories and, you know, those guys growing up with those guys, those are um, those are my, my right-hand men and they, uh, they've they uh, definitely fostered my love for competition.
2: There you go. Shout right, out yeah. friends of the show. Um, right. <laughs> uh, so... When was the first time you beat your dad at one-on-one? Uh, we just kind of want to know if he's good at basketball also. No,
1: my dad My dad was a really good basketball player in college. You know, my dad is older now. So when we were younger, we would play. And then one that's time – That's
2: how you get CJ. That's what I'm saying. That's yeah. how you get CJ. Yeah. <laughs> the,
1: the last time I competed with my dad, I actually have never beat my dad in basketball. But that's because we, were, we went to the uh, Super Bowl in Tampa, Florida when the uh, Cardinals played the Steelers. Yeah. And we were on the beach. This is the day of the Super Bowl. We uh, woke up, we went to the beach and there was uh, one of my cousins. He was performing, plays a saxophone. Real good. Look him up, BK Jackson. He's, uh, he's one of the best saxophonists played with Prince and all those guys. But yeah, sure. We're on the beach racing. So it's me, my two brothers and my cousin. And we're racing and my dad says, if you guys beat me, you can sit in the suite with me tonight you know, at the Super Bowl. So, of course, you know, we get my mom sitting on one end. We're all on the other end. Ready, set, go. Boom. My dad, my dad wins. He's like, like, all right, all right. I'll give you guys another chance. Granted, we're probably, I don't know what year that is. My dad, my dad is like 71 now. So, you know, that would have been a couple years. I don't know how many years ago that was. But
5: yeah, yeah.
1: Run it back. He wins again. Third time, he said, "All right, this is the last chance." We run. He pulls both of his hamstrings. He pulls both of his hamstrings. So not only, not only did we beat him and get to sit in the suite for the Super Bowl, but he pulled both of his hamstrings. And you know, if you ever like, if you ever go to a Super Bowl, there's a lot of walking involved. Yeah, yeah. You can't you can't park right next to the stadium. So we got. A police escort as close as we could go, and then he had to he had to get a golf cart to drive him because he could hardly walk. And so tough. that was that was the last time like, on the beach in Tampa was the last time I ever had any kind of competition with my dad, hmm. and I beat him by you know technicality. So <laughs> yeah,
3: <We're, laughs> we won't tell anybody. Yeah, <laughs> hey, a win's a win.
0: Were those uh, first two races close, or was it? Did he beat you guys by quite a bit? No, nah, he beat us by quite a bit. You know, when,
1: when when I was younger, I was chubbier, so I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't really wasn't that fleet of foot anyway. Stronger,
2: so. he was stronger. Yeah, was, stronger. Bigger, stronger, yeah, so.
1: yeah, so I wasn't that fleet of foot, but he he beat he beat us pretty convincingly, and yeah. then we got him on the last one because he was in the sand. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's an awesome story.
3: All right, uh, we're gonna try to keep this clean because we're definitely a family friendly show. Shout out, Coach Paterny. Right. Uh, but rank these breakfast foods, pancakes, waffles, and French toast.
2: French toast. French toast, number one. Are pancakes and waffles toast. just gone? Just- French toast, number one. Here's- I don't really
1: do waffles, and then pancakes are a close second, but only from Cracker Barrel or if my dad makes
2: them. Okay.
0: Shout out yeah. Cracker Barrel. French yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. So we just have a couple more of those, and then we'll get to you know the more basketball-centric questions. But right. you know, what's your relationship with LeBron like?
1: Um. You know, it's distant. We know of each other just because we went to the same school. He'd he'd be around and, you know, bring his kids back to the gym and stuff like that. So he knows me to see him, and obviously I know him to see him because, you know, he's LeBron and stuff like that. There's been times that he's allowed us to, you know, watch workouts or get in workouts with him in the summer or even come back and play with him like at school and stuff. But it's not – it's not as, It's not that close, you know, just because, you know, he's a busy guy. And it's right? a, it's LeBron James. Yeah, it's LeBron James, right.
2: Uh, so kind of on that same note, and you might be a little biased because St. Vincent, St. Mary guy, obviously, like you just talked about. But who's the go, MJ or LeBron?
1: I mean, I'm going to have to go with LeBron. I mean, he, the things that he's been able to do and, you know.
2: You're among just, friends here.
1: Yeah, the, uh, the competition that he's playing against and things like that, it, like, guys now are extreme athletes and things like that. So I I, mm-hmm. I mean I'm gonna have to say LeBron and not Mike, yeah. like you said it might be biased just because like I'm younger and stuff like that, but I think LeBron.
0: Appreciate that. If you said MJ yeah, we're with probably, you if you said MJ we'd probably have zero percent chance of having LeBron on the podcast. Now no, it's <laughs> still like one percent <laughs> the, the door's the door still open
1: a little bit. Right, 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 yeah, yeah. of course.
0: All right, so getting back to the more uh, you know conventional podcast questions, so let's dig a little deeper into those high school days. You know, we touched on it a little yeah. bit in rapid firing in your intro, but after your sophomore year, you trans transferred to St. Vincent St. Mary in Akron, Ohio. Yeah. You know, famously known because of LeBron. But just talk to us a little bit about that decision to leave home, and overall, what was that experience like? <laughs> Man, it
1: was a it was a tough decision for me and my family, but it was something that I prayed about and that I was like, you know, I was sold on doing like. Coming from, you know, Lindsley, you know, it was a great experience and met a lot of good people and people that were uh, willing to help me and stuff like that. But nowadays it's, uh, you know, the way that they recruit is they recruit areas, you know what I mean? Uh, college coaches recruit areas and they uh, they look at who you're playing against, where you're playing, you know, things like that. So mm-hmm. it was something that I was able to get ahead of and talk to a lot of my um, my close mentors and things like that i had a couple of au coaches that had advised me to uh do some things like that and uh, i played for uh lebron's au team so it was called king james student stars and coach drew joyce who was lebron's coach was the head oh, coach nice. at st Vincent st mary's and he was the director of our au organization so
0: hmm.
1: when i had uh talked to him about transferring schools and he was you know obviously he wanted me to come to his school right and uh you know, I had to do some things to get up there and I was able to get there and, and make the best of a, of a really good situation. There was a lot of good guys that come through there. Um, a lot of good guys that played a lot of sports there. Um, Paris Campbell, he's in, uh, in the NFL right now with the, uh, with the Colts who played, um, yeah, he was there. Dante Booker went to Ohio state to play. Jalen Hudson went to, uh, Virginia tech and played for, uh, Florida. Also, he, um, is with the Cavs now. VJ King, who went to Louisville. He's with the uh, Knicks. Javon Graves, who uh, played at Buffalo this past year, and he was a uh, first-team All-Mac. Josh Williams and John Williams, they uh, two brothers that um, went to Robert Morris, and they played at Robert Morris. Henry Badley played at Butler. So there, there's, there was just, you know, a number of guys, you know, who I was there with, who I was able to get better with and, uh, you know, compete with every single day and just um just mm-hmm. get better so that was it was a great situation ended up going there earning a scholarship to go to cleveland state and i was at cleveland state for two years before i transferred to north carolina central
2: mm-hmm. so that's actually i have a follow-up to that and then the yeah. transfer was my main question but it's something i wanted to talk about earlier you talked about kind of just being around cj and like obviously your dad like growing up and then you just rattled off a list of you know all these great athletes so do you think I mean obviously it helped but how much do you think kind of I mean that being your environment just kind of surrounded by people just looking to do things at the highest level like how much of that do you think kind of helped your your progression
1: you you grow so much in an environment with guys that are you know like-minded and are trying to accomplish the same thing you are you know every day you come in and you don't want to be the weak link you don't want to be the Mm -hmm. guy who doesn't earn his scholarship or the guy who you know isn't competing or performing or you know playing that day and every everything is you know about competition and bragging rights and who's playing well and who yeah. beat who and stuff like that you know and, and a, in a in a setting like that where everybody is a high level talent it's uh it's hard not to get better and it's hard not to grow so that was that was something that really helped me and um you know I, it was something that, that I'll never forget those yeah. are some of the best times I've had.
2: Well, I th- yeah, I mean, I think it's—I think about that a lot. Just like guys who, not you specifically, but whereas like a super talented guy never getting challenged by anybody versus yeah. a, maybe a little less talented but pushing every day, like yeah. like you said, you had to, you know, you almost yeah. had to get up to that level or get left behind. So yeah, and yeah, I, sure. I heard you talking about just CJ and your dad like that, I thought about that earlier, but this was a good right. opportunity to bring it up. Um, so back to your back to your transfer so after graduating from st vincent you played two years at cleveland state and then you transferred to north carolina central so obviously something clicked at ncc that wasn't quite there maybe at cleveland state um so what all went into the decision to transfer and uh what might have been missing at state that you found at ncc
1: um well i uh i had a great uh coaching staff when i was at uh cleveland state it was just not the right situation for me there was guys that were um more developed and they were in front of me, and uh, you know had a better rapport with the coaches and things like that. So it was just, uh, and then those coaches ended up leaving Cleveland State, and at that time mm. I was like, it was time for me to start new, and you know, sure, uh, just get into a different situation. So I talked to a couple different schools and was had some places that I was going to go. Uh, my younger brother played football at Duquesne, and then he decided to transfer to North Carolina Central. So he 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 went to Central actually a couple months before I did, and he, he decided to go there. And then when uh, I put my name in the transfer portal, he was like, man, you should come here. They have a good basketball program. Um, I actually had reached out to the football coach and talked to the football coach about playing football before I had talked about playing basketball, just thinking about, like, you know, the future and just, like, what I could have done in football. And then, you know, I actually talked to Coach Tomlin uh, of the Steelers about transferring, and he's really good friends with the basketball coach at uh, – North Carolina central uh, coach Moulton and coach Moulton called me on a Sunday after church and was like, Hey man, we want you to come down here, talk to coach Tomlin, you know, things like that. And, sure. and I just decided to go, never went on a visit, didn't go down there to see the school. I, you know, he offered me a scholarship on Sunday. I accepted it on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And like I had a, I had a list of other schools that I was looking at, but you know, I, I was able to go down there live with my brother um, mm-hmm. And he was like, if you come here, you know, I, I'm, I can't promise that, you know, you will be in the NBA, but I can promise that you'll have a great college experience and that, uh, you know, you'll have an opportunity to pursue your dreams and go to the next level. So mm-hmm. that was all I needed to hear. He was, he's a great guy.
2: Yeah. So just you said you didn't like visit, I guess. And But with everything you said about, you know, with the coach and your brother, I guess, was there any – I guess apprehension, uh, bef- like I feel like that'd be a little nerve wracking, like never visiting, whatever. But with everything that kind <clears> of <throat> went behind it, with your brother and the coach, was it kind of an easy, like it as was, soon as yeah, it presented you know, itself, you're just like, yeah, I'm there.
1: Yeah, I was. Uh, I, that was the situation I wanted to uh, to be in. You know, I, um, you know, I don't know if you guys have see, see the recent stuff about these guys going to HBCUs and uh, uh, things like. Mikey Williams talking about going to an HBCU or yeah, uh, yeah. things like that. But my whole family has gone to HBCU. My dad played at HBCU. My older brother cool. did. And, you know, I have aunts and uncles that uh, played the HBCUs. And, um, you know, I, it was something that I thought about doing. And then once my little brother went, I was going to be the only one who didn't go. And then, you know, so it was uh, a lot of things that went into yeah. it. And, you know, that like the environment down there is incredible. And I know, That's like cool. I said, this is a family-friendly, friendly, family-friendly show. So, you know, I'm going to. PG, yeah. they're, they're, I like, think you said all you need to yeah it's a great <laughs> great um environment down there and right next to duke two exits from duke you know 15 minutes from uh unc and uh 20 minutes from nc state you know an hour and a half from charlotte so oh, that you know, sounds that, awful yeah the the weather <laughs> the weather is incredible you know you can catch good basketball on any night you know you, you get to play against those guys on the weekends you know you see them out and you know you build a relationship with, with guys that are um you know obviously going to the next level and it's just it's just a good environment down there you know it's awesome great great college town and stuff like that so I, I love it i loved it down
0: there and i mean just a quick kind of what if i know this is kind of off track but you mentioned you're thinking about doing football and just you know not right. playing basketball at NCC. do you ever think about i mean obviously it's worked out for you you've had an awesome last couple of years but do you ever think about you know what if you know you ended up playing football
1: all the, all the time. I mean, I've always thought about that. And it's just like, you know, there's even been times I tell my dad, like, yeah, I'm going to play basketball for a couple of years and then I'm like, uh, I'm, I'm going to go get a tryout and play football. Like, yeah. And uh, um, yeah, yeah. That, that's just uh something that he always laughs about and jokes. About. He's like, well, you know, whatever you want to do, you know, I'm, I'm backing you a hundred percent. So, you know, that was always nice to know, but you know, basketball has just it's worked out and it's been good and I love it. So, you no, I'm, I'm going to
0: stay right here for a little bit. There you bit. go. For uh, sure. I guess last football quest- question, what's, what would, position would you be if you did ever change? Good question. I was going to ask that.
1: uh I was going to uh, go try to play tight
0: end. Oh, wow. You know, okay. uh,
1: yeah, so I'm 6'6", and I'm 235. Yeah, um, you got yeah, to play so, tight end. Yeah, so that was, uh, <laughs> that was something that I was going to do. I love. Love Tony Gonzalez, love Gronk, you know guys yeah. like that, and the, yeah. just the energy that they bring to the game. So that would be something that I would I would love to do, you know, go play tight end in the NFL.
0: Just giant athletes,
3: right?
0: Yeah, I think Gronk's on his way out, so there's at least one spot opening it up. There you go, there. exactly, exactly. Right.
3: Tom Brady, <laughs> right? So you know, you know, we touched on it a little bit, but obviously making the move, you know, to transfer to NCC was the right move for you. Uh, but what ultimately changed for you? You know, obviously junior year was a good step for you, averaging, you know, 10 a game and serving as a valuable member of the team. But senior year was a complete different story for you, you know, being the conference player of the year and vir- virtually averaging 20 and 10. Uh, so would you credit your success more as just like a steady journey and progression towards the breakout season? Or was there something different about your junior offseason that kind of propelled you to becoming a star in the league?
1: Um, my junior my junior offseason, you know, I, uh, I had a, I had a – yeah, junior year, I had a, I had a huge wake-up call. Um, my mom was a flight attendant. My mom used to be a flight attendant, and she worked for USAir, was a um, flight attendant. When uh, USAir went out of business, she took the first buyout with USAir, which included lifetime flight time, flight benefits for your immediate family. So I was sitting out at NC Central in 2017 and had access to free flights and where I lived in in Raleigh or in Durham, North Carolina was exactly eight minutes from the airport. Mm. So in my in my sit out season when I was when I was sitting out of North Carolina Central, I was gone every weekend. I wasn't going to class, I wasn't like, you know, there was a lot like I wasn't going to um you know, my team was on the road, so I was just gone. I didn't have practice. I didn't like I wasn't going to class. And I ended up um Like my GPA was great and everything was fine, but you have to pass six hours every semester to be eligible to play. And so I had like, I think I had four classes that uh, that semester, and I was on track to graduate early. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna just chill this last semester. You know, the weather is nice. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna live it up with uh, my first year while I'm sitting out. So I'm going to LA. I'm working out in uh, Phoenix with my boy. Uh, that plays at Arizona State. He transferred from Cleveland State. I'm in, I'm in Florida with my older brother. You know, I'm just, I'm going around just seeing all my friends that are at different colleges. I went to Illinois. To, um, my my one friend he played at um University of Illinois. So, I'm going to all these different places, not going to class. And at the, end of the semester, I'm like, all right, I'll pass these two classes. One of them was like PE, and the other one was a math class that I had that was towards my major. I ended up passing five hours and needed, needed another hour. So I missed the first half of my junior season. And everybody around me, like my advisors, my coaches, my parents, my brothers, you know, I feel like I left the whole world down. You know what I mean? So I was like, I couldn't play. Um, yeah. A lot of people don't know that story. So you guys
2: are, you guys. Yeah, hey, breaking it. news. Thanks. And, yeah.
1: So <laughs> missed, missed the first 11 games of my junior season. And when I came back, the only person who I felt like was just rocking with me, who understood, was my coach. I come back, the first game I played 30 minutes. I actually, I actually, began, the day I got eligible, we had a game in New Orleans. So I got on one of those flights that I, that I was telling you guys I was getting on. I flew to the team the night before. I got, got in at 12 o'clock at night, and we played the next day at 3 plays me 30 minutes a game, I have 13 points. And ever since then, like, I, he, he never looked back. He, he played me, you know, he believed in me. And, you know, that was a sign that I was like, okay, like, this is where I need to be. And, you know, this guy that I'm, I'm playing for, Coach He he's a he's a good guy. And like, you know, I'll, I'll forever be indebted to him because, you know, when I was, you know, being wild and just doing whatever I wanted to do, he still believed in me and he, uh, he knew that I was a mature young kid that I, I could I could get myself together and just you know do do what was right and just uh, have a breakout season. So after yeah. that, he was like, you know, just take this off season, take this season that you're learning. You know, you see what's going on, and uh, you know, when you come back for your senior year, this is your team. You uh, you know, you come back and we're only going to go as far as you as you want to take us, and you know, whatever happens. You know it's going to be on your watch so however you want your senior year to go it's how you is how it's going to go so remember that in your off-season training and you know what you're doing and I, I took that i took that to heart because i felt like you know i owed it to him mm-hmm. i owed it to you know myself just to show myself what i can do my family you know because i had you know let them down and things like that um mm-hmm. but it, it was a it was a great situation i was able to come back my senior year. Yeah um average 22 and 11 in the conference um 19 and 9 for the uh for the year and uh one player of the year and that was uh that was something that you know coach Moulton had had told me that I was I was going to be able to do if I would if I just uh stayed focused and put my mind to it so that was a that was a blessing
2: yeah I gotta say I don't know how things would have gone that yeah thanks for the story that was that was cool, but I don't know how I would fare either having the access to flights like that right. personally. <laughs> yeah. So I hear you a hundred percent, but no, that's yeah. awesome that you were able to kind of, like you said, it was like a wake up call. Like obviously maybe not yeah, the best move, up. but look, I mean, it kind of turned out. All right. I think. Yeah, for sure.
0: I, I hope this isn't you know, a dumb question. I'm sure this it's probably a situation you regretted cause you missed, you know, those 11 games or whatever, but, yeah do you think all that traveling? Cause you mentioned, you know, you're training, you're seeing friends, yeah. but you're still staying in shape and stuff. Do you think right. all that traveling was detrimental like to your basketball or did it, did it not have much of an impact? Like it was, was it like a good combination of, you know, fun? To my, and
1: basketball, and and to my basketball, I feel like it was, it was one of the best things that I had done. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, but, and I thought, you know, that I was going to be able to, you know, get around the system. Right. Know, I'm like, Hey, I'm gonna, you know, take these classes, I'm gonna go train at these different places, yeah. I'm gonna play with these good guys, and mm-hmm. I'm gonna come back and I'm gonna kill my junior year. And then I was thinking I was gonna transfer from NC Central to a bigger school and mm-hmm. I was gonna go play Power Five.
5: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And
1: even after what I even after what I did in just in the second half of my my um my junior year, I still had some schools that had offered me, you know, power five scholarships because I was going to be able to graduate early still, even though I had missed that, uh, didn't pass those six hours. Yeah. But like I said, I um, you know, I, I went to, I went to some big time schools and played against some big time guys. And, you know, I was in some cities and some gyms that I probably had no business being in, but you know, I knew some good people. So it was good to play against a lot of those guys. And, um, then I just came back, and once, once Coach Moulton, like he didn't judge me or you know anything like that. Then I was like, well, I, I, like this is where I need to be. I need to stay because nobody yeah. else would have given me that chance because I was just doing whatever I wanted to do. Right. Even though, even though for my basketball, I felt like I was doing the right thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I just like wanted that. to. Sorry, what were you saying?
1: I was just saying I didn't handle my schoolwork the right way, but right. And I was I was still playing basketball.
2: It's yeah. kind of like a. Adult version of the Rings. Like you were thinking about it, it just didn't yeah, really yeah, work yeah, yeah. out the greatest for you. <laughs> right,
1: it just, it just didn't go. It just didn't go the way that I yeah. thought.
0: It would. I just wanted yeah. to clarify that because I'm sure there's people listening that think you're just traveling and just you know having fun. Uh, but like you know, you were staying in shape and it was good for you basketball wise. So. Oh no,
1: no, no. I, I wasn't going. I wasn't going around to just party and stuff. Right. Like that. Yeah, I was yeah. Going, yeah. I was that's where you would have lost
2: me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's where, I
1: would. I was, I was going around to play high level basketball now right. granted, I had some, I had some, I had some fun in between granted, but yeah. I, was, I was, I was finding good places to play basketball and stuff.
0: Right. Yeah. I, I'm not sure if anyone, the podcast or something that call would be doing the same thing. So that's probably why <laughs> yeah. I, that's we're, right,
2: we're, we're interviewing you. <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: So, you know, all we've mentioned, you know, we've, Taking a look at your Wikipedia page and, you know, we mentioned the two steals a game your senior year and, you know, leading the right. and doubling your junior nice. average. Was that something that kind of natural that naturally happened due to, you know, just a bigger role your senior year? Or was that an area you kind of focused on that off season that ultimately led to more success? Um,
1: ju- just, I, th- I think it just came from just putting in the work. I mean, yeah. that was the only thing, you know, my coach just told me, he's like, if you work hard enough and if you work every day, like, you know, great things are gonna happen for you. So um, my senior year, I was still like, I had been on pace to graduate early because I had taken summer classes my whole college career. So my senior year, I actually, I graduated in January, right? To um, mm-hmm. or December well, uh, was my last semester. Mm-hmm. And then coming into my like second uh, semester of the season. Right. I didn't have any classes that like I had to focus on. So Mm -hmm. I took a couple classes that were easy and I was able to get in the gym every day, um, wake up in the mornings, lift. I wake up in the morning, lift, shoot, come to practice. And then like I do another workout after practice. So I was able to get in the gym two, three, sometimes four times a day. And I think that was the biggest thing that uh, just helped my game. It's just, just being in the gym and always having the ball in my hand.
0: Yeah. That's the dream. That's what we all wish college was like instead of yeah. dealing with all, all the BS and <laughs> trying to play yeah, yeah. All at the same time, yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, so maybe a little tougher question uh, than we've had so far, but considering your team's success, uh, you know, this year, we can't really imagine how difficult it was for you personally to find, you know, your season and March Madness canceled you know, due to COVID. But what was that day – like for you personally hearing the news, you know, you were in the middle of the conference tournament and kind of what's been that, like coping with that and trying to kind of move on and and take the next steps uh, from a kind of situation.
1: Yeah. So um, both of them. Yeah.
2: uh, I
1: would, I'd say that, you know, for the most part, it was, it was tough. I mean, we had just played the night before or two nights before. So we had played two nights before. And uh, we had won. I had a double-double, and, you know, it was a good game. We ended up winning convincingly, I think, maybe by, like, 25 points or something like that. So we were riding high going into practice, and, you know, we were finishing our our last practice, and, you know, my coach pulled me aside and was just like, you know, they just canceled the NBA, and, you know, that might have been your last game which if I would have known that, I probably would have took a couple more shots. But, yeah, you know, uh, that was uh, – he had pulled me aside, and it just kind of hit me fast. It wasn't anything that I got emotional about or anything like that because to that point I had done everything that I had set out to do. Mm-hmm. So uh, looking back at it, I had no regrets and nothing that I was upset about or nothing that I felt like that I wish I would have done differently because what happened was outside of my control. So right. that's why I wasn't too um, upset about it. I mean, obviously, you know, I wish I would have been able to go into March Madness and, you know, put my skills on on display in front of millions, you know, things like that. So that that's obviously yeah. something that I, I missed out. But the year before, you know, we were able to make it to uh, Dayton. We, uh, we won our conference and stuff like that. But obviously everything was a little bit different my senior year because, uh, right. you know, I was at the helm of it and stuff. So, that's the only thing that I wish would have went differently, but, you know, I, looking back over my, my senior year, I'm, I'm proud of it. It's something that, you know, I'll, I'll always be, always be proud of and I, I don't have any, any regrets about it.
0: Yeah. It's crazy hearing that. Cause you know, we played D3 baseball and we've heard from some of the right. seniors, like how disappointed they were like D3 baseball, our team wasn't that good. So they're not, not going anywhere, bad. but you like missing out on March Madness, like the biggest tournament, you know, arguably in the right. world, like that's, you know, that's, that's tough. So it's hard. It's cool to hear you kind of have that perspective, you know, there's out of your control. So why be mad about it? Yeah. And I mean, it was,
1: it was my, it was my dream, obviously to, you know, advance when, uh, survive in advance and and everybody wants to do that. And I wish I, I wish I could have, but you know, it's, uh, I, I experienced it last year and it was good. And I'm, uh, I'm ready to, Start trying to make some money and you know, playing basketball. I'm tired of playing
2: and it, yeah. I mean, I think it might have been a little easier. It, like, you, I mean, you kind of touched on it in an indirect way, but like, it wasn't just you, you know, like it was everybody. Neither. No, yeah. so I maybe like a communal, yeah. like, it, no one yeah. gets to play, so maybe it's not like yeah. as bad. Um, yeah, it wasn't.
5: I
1: mean, if, if, if nobody can play, then I can accept not playing. Yeah, so isn't right. like, yeah. it? wasn't. it wasn't that bad, but I'm ready to get back to it. I'm ready to you know, see what the future holds and, uh, you know, try to make it – Make some money. Yeah, for sure. Sure.
3: Yeah. Yes, you know, you kind of talked about it. You know, you're ready to make some money with this. Uh, So we saw you sign with a sports agency. So we can only assume you're trying to go to the next level with this thing. So kind of like walk us through what your whole process is, you know, going to the next level, stuff like that.
1: Yeah, um, coming out of uh, college, you know, I was always – you know, looking towards the future a little bit, you know, naturally, just uh, seeing where my life is going, or you know, what I'm going to end up doing. And once I was had a couple 30 point games, a couple, uh, you know, double doubles, and you know, we were winning some games, you know, some agents started reaching out to me and um, saying they'd like to represent me going to the next level. A lot of people reached out for overseas. And um, then a guy reached out to me by the name of Andre Buck, and he was a uh, he actually represents PJ Tucker. So he's, he's PJ Tucker's agent as well. And he, um, you know, reached out to me and said, he, uh, would be, would love to represent me. And, you know, we talked for a couple of weeks and, you know, I just did my research on him and things like that and, uh, asked him what he'd be able to do for me and, um, where he sees me being and stuff like that. And he was able to offer me some good feedback and stuff like that and put me in a great position and, uh, ultimately helped me get out here to, um, to be in this in this camp that I'm in now, uh, working out until everything opens up. So I moved out here. He helped me get a, um an apartment. I got a car and stuff like that. So I'm able to uh you know live in Vegas, which isn't a bad deal.
0: Yeah, yeah. no, I'm really mad yeah. And also, uh,
1: <laughs> and also you know, be around some good players and just get get evaluated on on an everyday basis by a guy um, who has put so many guys in the league. You know, by the game named uh, Joe you know he, he worked with Chauncey Billups and uh, Kevin Garnett and, you know, guys going back to even uh, that far. So just, just to be out here and, you know, um, you know, have somebody evaluate you every day and critiquing your game and just uh, teaching you just little things about, you know, how the NBA workouts are going to go and how, uh, you know, what teams are looking for, you know, what, they, what questions they have about me and what things that they want to clarify about my game and about what I'm able to out- offer to their team is a blessing because, you know, a lot of the stuff I, I didn't know and a lot of the things that, you know, I could assume but I wasn't really sure about. And then um, since I've been here, I've, uh, you know, just made connections with other guys that are in the league and, um, you know, other, other coaches that come through and see uh, see me play and see me perform and stuff like that. So that's uh, that's been the biggest thing that's uh, that's been going on right now.
0: I'm, I know it's still early on in the process, but do you have any expectations going into the draft or G league or do you still, or are you just kind oh. of keeping your head down and training and seeing where? the um, goes? No,
1: not, not really. Uh, I have talked to a couple teams about um, having a workout and you know, that that's what I'm looking forward to mm-hmm. is uh, I don't, I don't expect to be drafted and um, I just am just, I have some teams that are, have offered me a workout and have a, have a chance to go work out for these teams and just that's what i want to do just you know get get in the building get in front of some people that you know and and just show them that i'm uh i'm worthy to play at that level and you know that they should invest their money into
0: me Hell yeah sure yeah and i guess kind of a deeper level question here so we've kind of tried to avoid the questions about your dad because i'm sure you you get that a lot and yeah no that's fine go ahead (laughs) okay so i mean i guess just talk to us a little bit about maybe that extra pressure of having such an accomplished father like is that something you embrace or you have an extra chip on your shoulder I know personally for me like I have an older brother that was more accomplished than me so I know that's something that drove me and he's not nearly as accomplished as your dad so just talk about that dynamic and if it's changed at all over the years growing up
1: um no you know I mean it's something that I've I was born into so you know growing up I started playing football when I was in second grade basketball when I was in third grade so you know, that whole time, you know, you always hear chatter, you always hear, Oh, that's Mel Bunsen. Oh, you know, let's see how, how he does. You know, that's supposed to be Mel something We wanna see this kid play. So, you yeah. know, growing up and stuff like that, and my dad he would always joke like he's like, Yeah, you know you you uh, you got a last name to uphold and stuff like that. But he was never never pressuring us. It was just always, um it was just always support and it was always love and it was always, you know, him him encouraging us to do the best that we could and never trying to compare ourselves to him I mean he was a freak athlete and you know he's he's done things that nobody else has been able to do so you right. know for him to like look down at all three of us and expect all three of us to be able to do that is you know not not realistic but you know right. we were all able to earn d one scholarships and go on to play this sport that we love and get a free education and things like that so he was he was most proud about that and you know he supported us in everything that we've done and um so I wouldn't say that I felt pressure, but you know, obviously for myself, like, you know, I'd love to, you know, live up to being a professional mm-hmm. athlete because my father was, and because my older brother was able to, uh, yeah, you know, be a professional athlete and stuff like that. And you know, everybody around me, like, I
5: was you know, gonna people, say, yeah,
1: yeah, like, even even CJ, like, CJ is like an older brother, and you know, he he's able was able, he's playing the league right now. So you know, it's definitely uh, it's definitely something that drives me and something that I uh, keep in the back of my mind, but. I wouldn't call it pressure. I just, like, okay. just, a driving
5: force, probably.
2: Yeah. Um. So I guess I'll just, uh, I guess I'll just get it out of the way. Uh, last question about your dad. Um, so I'm sure you have some like awesome stories regarding his time with the Steelers, winning Super Bowls. Um, yeah. but I guess, what is like your maybe one or two go to story? Like whenever you think about any football stories about your dad, like what is the, what's like the go to?
1: All my all, – like, my football stories about my dad are all, you know, off the field type things, things that, okay. he, that he's he's done with us. Like, when we were young, I think I might have been eight or nine years old. We are sitting there, and, you know, he goes to the Super Bowl every year. So, you know, when he would go to the Super Bowl, he, my mom would bring us back T-shirts and souvenirs and, you know, pictures and autographs and things like that. And so we were like, man, we want to go to the Super Bowl. So he promised us when we were young. He is like, all right. Well, anytime the Steelers go to the Super Bowl, I'll take you guys. So, um, in my in my years growing up, I've been to three Super Bowls. Um, That's awesome. Detroit was my first one, uh, where we beat the Seahawks. Seahawks. Yeah. Um, Tampa was my second one. You know, we beat the Cardinals, and then we lost to Green Bay um, in 2008 in the um, in Dallas. And you know, all of those times, I was able to, you know, meet incredible people. Little Wayne Drake Nicki minaj that's when young money was hot in Dallas um, you know just seeing different people like Tiger woods and you know just just you know entertainers Chris rock and just people that you see growing up and that you uh you know see on TV and then normalizing that and just realizing that they're regular people just like you and that they they like to laugh and joke and have fun and that you yeah. know everybody loves football so those are, the, those are the things and you know, the opportunities and experiences that my dad has provided for us, introducing us to good people and just making connections, really good friends with uh, Roger Goodell's family and, you know, uh, some of some of his nieces and nephews and stuff like that. So, you know, just, just building those relationships that my dad has had um, and him passing those on down to us. And, you know, he always would take us over to the Steelers locker room when we were young just to see the guys and meet meet guys that we were fans of and stuff like that. So, Mm-hmm. Those are the those are the memories that I have. Most of my dad It's just, you know, the type of father that he was to us, and just the the time that he spent the time that he spent with us, um, you know, throwing the football around in the house, and you know, we breaking stuff, and my mom's yelling and he's <laughs> taking a rap for it, and like you know, things like that are um, yeah. You know, the things that he I was don't a know. bro. He was
2: one of your he's yeah. one of your, he's a yeah my guy my guy yeah.
1: so You know, so, so it was uh, that's something that I always uh, always love about him.
2: Um, yeah. so I think that's all we had, uh, kind of more like conventional interview questions. Uh, last thing, we kind of have some more rapid fire, like we had at the top. So um, we'll wrap up with that, kind of get a little more loose to, to wrap things up. Um, yeah. trying to keep you on your toes a little bit, but are you ready to, you ready to finish things up here?
1: Yeah,
2: right. All right. Maybe a little too personal. You don't have to tell us maybe like a name that rhymes with, um, but yeah. who's the most famous person you have on your iPhone?
1: My famous, most famous person
2: I have in a while, Uh, Maybe a hint. I'll take anything.
1: Probably Antonio Brown. I mean, he's probably the most famous person I in That's
2: life. a good yeah. one. That's that is a good guy. one. Today, good I mean, one. Yeah.
1: I don't know if he's famous or
2: infamous. <laughs> he right said maybe Antonio yeah. Brown. Yeah, let me run yeah. through the list of people yeah. I got on my yeah. <laughs> contacts page. Yeah. might be Antonio Brown. <laughs> I guess uh, another
0: Pittsburgh question, but rank Permany Brothers on a scale of one to 10.
2: Be honest.
1: I'm going to say six.
2: Okay. Uh, you're being nice, I think.
1: I'm going to nice. be nice, Like, I'm not a huge fan. I mean, oh. and you know, I, I, you know Permany's is listening. I still want that endorsement, but I, <laughs> <laughs> I just. We'll, um, we'll sound yeah, it. Just, we'll put
2: it like a 10 over your six. We'll like just yeah, insert yeah. it in. Yeah, so I
1: mean, I mean, I've had it a couple of times, but it's not something when I go home, I'm like, oh, I got to get you from Yeah.
2: Yeah, Ben. Ben is a big Pittsburgh guy, so I, I wanted to bring that up when you were telling your stories about uh going to the locker room. Whatever, he was drooling yeah. over there. Yeah, a little bit. You also might have hurt his feelings a little bit, Bashir. Right. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, if you ever do get that sponsorship, we'll make sure to like go back and edit this episode. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. like Gil said, to make Pretty sure, sure that that's I not appreciate. happening. It
2: might be my voice saying the ten, but like we'll put it like right over you. Yeah, we will yeah, never true. know. We'll do what yeah. we can do. Yeah.
3: <laughs> All right. Would you rather have two hundred fifty thousand dollars cash today or two million Instagram followers?
1: Give me the money, please. <laughs> right now, okay. Yeah, Give me the money right now. I
2: don't, the, I, I don't. I don't need any more Instagram followers. My Just take on social... the Instagram followers is the ad deals, though. You get some some sponsorship, maybe some consistent money, but two hundred fifty is a lot. Yeah, I mean that,
1: that that's cool, but I mean social media is what it is. I mean, I, I I'd rather I'd rather have the two hundred fifty dollars Cash right now. Gotcha. Yeah. I'm okay. at, and I'm in Vegas and they they opened up the forum shops and every, everything's open right
2: now. So there you go. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: I think the right now is the key word. Like that just sounds yeah. so enticing. Yeah.
2: Yes. So enticing. Suitcase on your desk. Yep. Um all right. Lamello ball. Overrated, underrated, or properly rated? Um we won't tell them either.
1: We're, we're in the same line of work, so I'm not going to speak on –
2: That's fair. I
1: mean, I, I will say he is a good player, though. He was, he's a good player. I don't really, you know, follow him much and know much about what, he, what he's got going on right now, but he, he's a good player. I'll say that.
2: There you go. I like that yeah. answer, actually. Very. You're, you're ready for the draft, dude. You're, you're, ready yeah. for, you're ready for these questions. I like that. <laughs> right. Right.
0: What was the longest traveling experience during your college career, and what's your go-to either airport or gas station snack?
1: longest traveling
0: experience
1: i mean longest traveling experience probably we drove to florida one time
0: from cleveland Um, no 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 no, no. (laughs) i was like whoa
1: we drove to daytona from north carolina i was probably about 11 hours okay Probably the longest that we did and my go-to snack is two percent milk and some um chocolate frosted donuts
0: Ooh! Wow. Okay. Love it. I like that.
1: Yeah.
3: What's one thing about college? What's one thing college basketball players go through every day that uh, that most sports fans don't know about?
1: College basketball players go through every day just just the grind of getting in the gym and and being at practice and you know I I think that's it just being on the road traveling having two three games a week doesn't um, stop yeah it never stops and your your body is just going through it and you have to really really take care of your body a lot of guys get injured because because they don't but you gotta you gotta pay attention to that and I think that's probably the hardest part about it
3: okay and last one who's the most famous Steeler player you've had a real conversation with that isn't your dad
1: uh probably his old teammates like um Joe Green he's uh he's my dad's best friend okay and he's uh you know he's been a, been in our lives uh since we were young and He's, he's probably, he's probably, that's, that's cool. probably it. You know, yeah, he's, awesome. he's my dad's best friend. He's probably, he's probably one of the most famous dealers ever, so I'd probably say
0: For sure. All right, I think yeah. that's pretty much all we have for you. You know, appreciate your time again. You know, this was awesome. I'm pumped that we were able to learn more about your story. And yeah, sure. appreciate the support on CJ's podcast as well. So, you know, oh, yeah, we were course, able to do Of
5: course, of course.
1: I always got to support my guys. And uh, speaking of that, CJ's having a camp on the 27th. And, uh, and wheeling, you know, you guys, uh, support that. I'm actually flying home from Vegas just to go to his camp and just, to, uh, you know, just to go back and support him and what he's nice. doing and his foundation. So everybody, uh, you know, if you could post that, if you could, you know, reach yeah. out, you know, whatever, you, whatever you can do, if this will be out before the 27th, he's having this uh, annual camp.
0: All right, so obviously terrible timing there. Real quick, I'll just explain what happened. My Wi-Fi went out right when we were wrapping up the interview with Jabri and he was about to talk about CJ Goodwin's camp and you know, Wi-Fi went out. The call ended about a minute later. I don't think anyone noticed that I was gone and not recording cuz my Wi-Fi went out. And you know, once we I reached out to Jabri, told him what happened, you know, it was 30 minutes later that we were able to contact each other and, you know, it was too late to kind of finish the interview, but we'll make sure to provide more information about CJ Goodwin's camp and July 27th, the PEGA foundation Jabri's flying out there to show his support. And we'll make sure to show our support as much as possible with posts, stories, sharing. And I think we'll have a couple episodes out before, the event next week, again, July 27th. So we'll make sure to provide all the necessary information and make sure that, you know, that's not something that we cut out on purpose. You know, it was just, it was technical difficulties. But again, it was an awesome interview with Jabri, awesome stories. We really appreciated his time. And I wish, you know, personally, we were able to kind of wrap that up better and more professionally. But that's kind of just... The platform we're on, you know, technology. Technological problems happen; they do occur. So, the rest of this podcast, we have some sports talks: some NBA, some MLB, and then a fantasy BS draft where we talk about the minor inconveniences of life and draft certain inconveniences. So, hope you guys enjoy the rest of the episode. Again, my personal apologies to Jabri and to the listeners, all you guys. Obviously, that was. Kind of a weird transition, but I appreciate you guys listening to this show, supporting the show, and we'll catch you guys soon. Thank you again. A few moments later.
2: All right, great interview with Jabri there. Um, hope you guys enjoyed it. Obviously, a lot of good stories. Um, great guys, so glad you guys got to listen to that. Um, sports are kind of coming back, so to wrap up the episode, we're just going to kind of get more back into our Traditional episode, you know, routine on a low, low level. Um, just kind of talk about, just act like our opinions are important on the world of sports. Uh, but we got some stuff coming back, some good stuff to talk about. Good, bad, ugly, exciting, not exciting. So as a sports podcast, who are we to not uh, bring it up? So I guess we got things, you know, ML, the MLB, obviously that's probably going to be our biggest one. NBA, Kyrie, um, just a lot of things going on. So, I guess, uh, Ben Shub, is there anything you guys particularly want to start off with uh, when it comes to the world of emerging sports?
0: I mean, I guess we can start with baseball. It's not as... Lack
4: of baseball?
0: It's not as touchy of a subject. It's more like, okay, the owners suck.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Manfred sucks. Like, what are we going to do?
2: And that's talking baseball. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) No. But I hear you. I hear you. And you're right. I mean, it's just like, and to be, and I don't really want to call it like exposed, I guess. So to give a general for anybody who's listening, who might not, I guess have a full grasp of what's going on. There's currently a dispute between the MLB owners slash commissioner and the MLB players on getting the season back going right now. It just seems to be a standoff on money um, where the owners are basically, you know, we don't know all the details, but we only know what we've heard from players, which enough of them have come out where I feel like it's pretty, I don't know. I don't want to say like we know for sure, but we know enough that the owners are worried about not losing money. Whereas you know the players are just like ready to go. They wanted to get paid. Like they they've already taken a pay cut, if I understand right. Already taken one pay cut. Yeah. So then a pro rate. Go ahead, Shroop, Hit them with the knowledge.
4: So what they agreed on to when this whole thing happened was they agreed on a full prorated salary for the amount of games played. And the issue has been that they agreed on that. And the owners keep trying to say, "Yeah, we'll play eighty games, but you'll get seventy percent of your prorated salary, or you won't get your full prorated salary." So, so the prorated salary
2: to... and then a pay cut on yeah. the prorated salary. So
4: the the players are like, "We literally already agreed onto this. Why are you trying to do this?" So the owners keep just doing less games or more games, and like they keep trying to like up the money by like two percent every mm-hmm. time. And the players are like, "No, like we t- we already agreed on full prorated salary." Oh, yeah.
2: And, well, even now, I think why it's getting so heated now is two things. One, at the, the day of the draft, Manfred said, he like, there will be baseball. He said it, made yeah, it was right. kind of, like, not a big deal. But, I mean, just the fact that he said it in itself was a big deal. You know, it's not – you don't just throw things like that around. And then now here we are, I guess, like a week or so later, and it's, oh, I'm not, like, actually confident that we'll get a season. Like, how can you – how how in this short of time, like –
3: How do you go from we're going to play
2: to I don't think we're going to play? And even with the – I guess it's almost been, like, obvious what he's – like, the games, like, they're just trying to get it down to the – like, if you just waste enough time and it's like, oh, we can only play, like, so many games now. Like, sorry, it took us this long to figure it out. Like, it's just not even – it's just not even, like, you're not even being slick anymore. And I guess that's where I personally get, like – I don't know, I'm not offended because I'm just a fucking. who am I? We'll bleep that out. Yeah, like, who am I? But to, I guess, from the owners to take this stance of, like, it's like you, I think I heard it, they're privatizing earnings but disclosing, like, losses, right? So it's like, oh, making it just paint the light that they're in this, like super bad spot, going to lose money, like, all this stuff. I don't mean to rant. I'll be done soon, but. You're good. It's like, okay, like my thing is you guys have enough money and you signed up. You signed up to lose money when you became an owner of a fing baseball team. Like there's there's gonna be some rough spots. And with baseball where it's at now, to not play is ludicrous. Ludicrous. And they were in a spot, they were in a spot to be the first sport back. Yeah. And now they might be the sport that doesn't play. In a dying, I don't even want to say dying. I don't think it's dying yet but certainly not on the uptick, you know, it's not like thriving. Baseball's not growing the narrative around it. Even in the best of times is how do they make it more exciting? And I'll tell you the worst way to make it. You're not play. That's the best way to make it. So people watch and get involved. And then you lose the, I'm pissed. I'm pissed, man. You lose the fringe people, you the people, the casual fans. And especially if all these other Teams come back with different formats, and, and it's just interesting. It's something to do. People are dying for something to do. You didn't even have to, like, you didn't have to do it great coming back. Like, you didn't even have to knock it out of the park with this perfect plan or whatever. It's you take a loss this year, be a sport that comes back, you have something for people to watch, and in and a time where there's anybody will watch anything, you get all these new eyes on the sport, but no, you're just not going to fucking play.
0: Yeah, you have guys watching the Korean Baseball League. I like, yield my time. Because they're that desperate.
2: sucked my d***. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we'll bleep that out to you. <laughs>
2: just but cut the whole line out. <laughs> I guess
0: another point I have is, like, this is a sport that, you know, obviously these sports are tough to socially distance, but this is one where, theoretically, you could play an entire baseball game not touching someone, like the whole game. Like, if you just didn't high-five anyone and mm-hmm. – You know, collisions happen, but it's you know, it's rare, right? Like it doesn't happen all the time. Theoretically, you could play an entire baseball game not touching someone. That's impossible in football, that's impossible in basketball, you know, that's impossible Impossible in a lot of sports.
4: Soccer's playing right now, that's impossible in that.
0: Yeah. So I mean like you said, Gil, it's nonsensical. A huge missed opportunity for a sport that is, you know, you tried to kind of fade a like not fade, but They're dying.
2: All yeah, right, I'll say a little
0: bit. Yes. Dying. So yeah, this was a huge missed opportunity that 10 years from now you might look back and say, what happened? Like this, this was the breaking point. This is what led to whatever happens 10 years from now.
2: Well, that's what, and just real quick, that's I was just having this conversation with my roommates. It's, it's like this year just in general, obviously for so many different reasons, historical year, 2020, you know, even number, easy Three to year. say, and then everything that's going on and one of the things, obviously not as serious, of a, a smaller paragraph in the history of 2020 is going to be, Major League Baseball was the only f-ing sport not to play a season
4: during their season.
2: Crazy. Yeah. And and it's just like it's like you said, Ben. It's like it's just a big miss on multiple levels. Just not a good look. I'm done. I'm just gonna keep talking. Right, Chief, so I, what do
4: you I, got? I have. I've been itching I'm
2: done. Talking. I'm gonna keep talking.
4: <laughs> okay, so I've been itching to talk. Um, there's so the first thing I'm gonna say is there's one quick way to fix baseball, It's get rid of the disease that is Rob Manfred. <laughs> he is the worst commissioner in all sports. I don't care what anyone says. I, if I could have Adam Silver do both the NBA of like, Rob Manfred is awful at his job. Terrible at his job.
0: And I guess – Hot take. If, Jacob of, only. Hot takes. Yeah,
4: yeah. Part of my
2: – and I get, like, he's kind of the voice of the owners, but he's also, like, the in-between guy. Like, I get, like, you got to – there's just got to be, like, a – there's no common sense, I feel like. No one's, like – no one – we're having this conversation. I don't know shit, I'm dumb as hell. But I feel like I have a pretty good – like, I feel like I'm being pretty reasonable right now. So you're telling me there's a group of billionaires – and Rob Manfred all get together and they just can't figure this out because yeah. they might lose a little money. Yeah,
4: They're idiots. Exactly. You kidding me? Exactly. And then th- the main thing's even worse. Like, yeah, MLB, you had the chance to be the first te- first sport back. You know, you're in your own season. There's sports like the NBA, who is you know basketball is a winter sport, even though they play playoffs in June. You know, hockey, winter sport. They're going to come back in July and August. And the issue, MLB, if you come back when all that happens like, you'll say you come back you know mid to late july and you, you finally come back you finally get know you finally decide on money and then the nba starts back up and yeah. then the nhl has their you know their playoffs yeah No playoffs. one's going to watch right. regular season Playoff. baseball playoffs. And, like i'm not going to watch that and that like i'm a huge baseball fan like i'm not going to watch regular season baseball over you know the pl- hockey playoffs and, and the basketball NBA. playoffs yeah, 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 like
0: NBA, yeah, season games and then playoffs yeah right
4: <laughs> and yeah. that's what i mean it's something there some baseball runs
2: into already just up against other sports like just head to head like people would probably watch like regular season both ways football over baseball and yeah. so shoot like that's a great point like there was just this dead time that you ha- could have taken advantage of and then now you're going to go up against these other sports in their peak like when people are watching them the most right and they got all these new formats. It's Like I said, it's a crazy year. Sports are back. People who don't watch sports ever are going to watch these. Yeah. But not baseball.
4: The only thing that's going good for baseball is that there's going to be a shortened season, so it might have more people watch regular season games I just was thinking, because that's I was the only that. thing.
2: On like a pot, on like a only silver lining, I'm hoping. like So I personally wouldn't hate the regular, like the baseball regular season being shortened. Wouldn't hate wouldn't it. Either. Would not hate it. So – hypothetically we get our we get the league back whatever there's 50 games or however many it is and it ends up being like pretty exciting like people are like it's a it's a shorter race players might not like it don't care um but like i think that could be exciting i think like a like a 50 game race to the finish line i feel like it not that not that everyone has a chance but the way baseball is like the best everyone team could to go a on a a uh, twenty-five, yeah. They, uh, you, there's a realistic world where you're on a fifteen-game just bender and you can't get out of it, and mm-hmm. it's too late. You can't yeah, come back. Right. Yeah. So I think that's, I think that could be exciting. I think people. I think it's a fifty-game kind of race to the finish, and and a sprint. not that I right. And I, I I don't necessarily think baseball should be fifty games, but the concept of a shorter season, kind of a more like pushed, like hey, we got to be good right now. You know, you can play whatever, 50 games that don't matter, yeah. whatever it is. Like, I, I think it could be a good, I guess, kind of concept for what would be a shorter season.
4: And you, you could see a lot of younger teams who maybe aren't ready to make a whole 162-game season, you know, make the playoff push. They can, in 50 games, they're a young team. They could stay mm-hmm. healthy for all those 50 games compared to some exactly. of the teams that are older with veterans that, you know, can't maybe do that every day.
2: Well, I guess that's kind of one of my points about so with like no season is going to look the same. So a lot of like any sport, everything is going to look a little different. So a lot of the nuances that like the it not fundamentally, the sport hasn't changed. But like we said, 50 games versus 162, that changes a day to day. You know, that changes how you play the game one day versus another, knowing you have a third of the games that you normally have. Uh, you know, basketball, like, I don't know if basketball really changed that much, but even just the format. So like how it's being viewed, like how it's being played, the games, all that stuff, like it's all new. And it's, it's so even for those basketball fans who watch all the time, it's something new to like, look at it's something new to watch. And I think baseball had a great opportunity to do something similar. And I mean, not that it's gone, but things are not uh, well. I
0: guess kind of the hidden point that we haven't touched on yet is the secret Manfred letter to the yankees that kind of related to you know cheating and all the all the stuff implicated with the astros and the red Sox that could really bite him in the ass who knows if manfred's around two months from now maybe you know something leaks that's so bad that he has to step away like some of these other big two guys days, have two to months do. from now though yeah true
4: he's an idiot i hope he's gone two months
2: i guess do you think there's a do you think there is like a sign so i know like it's basically like they're looking to get to 50 games is like the idea. Yeah. But is there a world where does it get to be too late to play,
4: do you think? I it's got to so. be that's close. Fair. It's got to G- be close. I don't see how you do – 50,
2: just saying 50 games for an MLB season, like I think it will be exciting. I think it will be fun for all the reasons we talked about. But then at the same time, like how much weight is that going to carry? And then that's at 50 games. So we'll say, okay, you, you even wait another week. We'll say – down to 40 games yeah what what's even the point almost yeah
4: another another issue coming into play is so the update i got today you know june 17th was that they the owners proposed 60 games so that's like what they're at right now and the the players haven't responded yet i I figure i would have got another update but the issue is if we keep if they keep waiting eventually it's going to become september october like when they have to play like later on and Dr. Fauci, who's been, like, basically one of the biggest names with the whole COVID situation, he's come out and saying, like, you, Shout get, into, out the program. Yeah, you get into those, you know, September, October, those months, that's, like, turns into flu season. And then yeah. the second wave starts hitting. So they don't have much time. They don't no, have – like, if they don't get something done soon, like, it's not – I mean, you heard Rob Manfred, even though he's an idiot, he said this is a disaster for the game. And it's because, yeah, he knows the time's ticking. if they don't get a deal done within the next, like, week or so probably. Not
0: mm-hmm. to mention, it gets cold in the winter. Like, yeah, people don't want to too. be playing baseball in November no
4: or yeah. watching baseball, right? <laughs> when NFL's on too.
0: Yeah, so I guess you got you guys got anything else on baseball, or can we move on to basketball? Did,
2: did we make it that I really drive home that I'm pissed off?
0: I think so. I think, <laughs> I think.
2: I think so. Okay, Our
0: listeners are pretty sure that we're an anti-man uh, oh, friend podcast. All
2: right. As long as I, as long as you guys think I got that point across, I'm good.
0: I think so. So I guess moving on to NBA. Obviously, I guess a little bit more of a touchy subject, obviously, because what everything that's going on with Black Lives Matter. I guess do you guys have any thoughts on you know Kyrie, Dwight Howard, everything that's going on with you know the potential of not playing a season as well.
4: Uh, yeah,
2: I, I start. I'll keep it like this one will be a little shorter, but I you know listening to some other like sports podcasts, like Parma take, whatever. I've heard I've heard some good takes and and my personal opinions on it. Like you can't obviously discredit what Kyrie and, and uh Dwight are like saying, and like those guys, like, it, it, like, it makes sense. Uh, I think Lou Williams even said something. Um, but I guess the best thing that I've heard brought up I in, in opposition to that is to do that imply like to say now's not the time implies you're waiting for the right things time. to, to, yeah, you're waiting for the right time. And then, when is that going to be? And is it, you know, like, you can't, is it up to Kyrie and Dwight Howard when it's okay to go play basketball again? Like not a shot at them, but I guess my biggest thing is like, while I hear what you're saying, like, when is it an okay time to go back? It it would be my thing. And the second point, and I've like, I guess I've, this was another thing I saw, I guess this wasn't like a, but it makes sense is it's almost like, I don't want to say an insult, but, I guess to imply that just putting basketball back on TV will just distract everybody. And we all just forget, you know, about everything that's happened. Like, it's kind of like, you know, we're not just a bunch of idiots. Like, Oh, sports are on. Like, you know, like, so it, it, I think in that sense, like not, I guess I just don't think it'll really like take everybody's total attention away. Like I, I just think this is probably this is the most, at least in my that I can recall, um that everyone's just kind of been on the same page, like kind of rowing the same way. Like everyone's pretty much in agreement.
5: Mm-hmm. Like
2: change is happening, push is happening, like I just don't see that like. I mean, I don't think it'll be like as strong obviously as like it was initially, but I think it's terms of a continued like push. And even we kind of talked about it off the air, but shoot like LeBron and and those guys, like they can go hand in hand. Like you can, you can play basketball while talking about all these issues. Like basketball doesn't just stop it. It's not like gone once basketball starts up. If that makes sense? And to just kind of like, just to, the the blanket statement of oh if we play like people will just stop like like okay guys like yeah basketball is huge but there's a lot of people that don't watch basketball like you know like there's there, it's not like basketball is going to stop the world and that's just kind of my take on it like I get what they're saying I don't mean to discredit like there does there does need to be a focus especially now like while the momentum is going but I don't think Playing basketball, just they're not mutually exclusive. I don't think it's play basketball or work towards social reform. I I don't think it's one or the other.
0: Yeah, I guess. Or Shub, do you want to go or should I go?
4: You can go. I'll follow up.
0: Okay. I mean, I guess I wish I had a better take on this, but like, my two things are one, I don't play in the NBA, and two, I'm not black. So like, well, what what is my opinion really? matter you know what i mean so like mm-hmm. as an outsider you can see you know the frustration with a lot of fans and people that think like you know there's like you said you know, a lot of those things like what does that accomplish like not playing you know but i guess mm-hmm. not having that insider and you've i mean i think it would have been more powerful if it came from someone not kyrie named kyrie irving because he's been involved with like you know some the just earth is not, flat and just saying, a, yeah just not his right mind Coming across as not, like, the most, yeah, like, I don't know, relatable person, I guess. So, I think that's one point. And then, two, you wonder if something's happening kind of behind the curtains that maybe people aren't talking about that we're missing. Like, Kyrie mentioned – or he didn't mention, but there's rumors that he kind of wants to start his own league. Like, what's that all about? Like, is Kyrie just crazy? Or maybe, you know, he's genuinely upset with some of the structure in the NBA. Like, some maybe the NBA owner's not speaking out. and. Yeah maybe something that's really upsetting him with because it has to be an NBA problem, right? It's not a basketball problem if he wants to start his own league. So you just wonder, you know, obviously it's easy to be frustrated, but we don't have that insider knowledge and you wonder if something's happening kind of behind the curtains.
4: Yeah. And just to follow up, like what, like what you said, Ben, you know, you have that same outlook, like, you know, I don't play in the NBA either. I'm, I'm white, I'm not black. So I can't, I can't relate to where they're coming from, but like, just you know, like Gil said, like the people people aren't just gonna forget. Some pe- like the people who want to make a change, I feel like aren't going to forget just because the NBA is on. Like they're just not gonna forget about making the change. And I feel like you know we talked about the MLB is gonna have no nobody basically watching them when they come back because of the NBA because of the NHL. All eyes are basically gonna be on the NBA and like their their Orlando bubble. So there's your chance to, you know, yes, to, to use you know your platform and to be at a more escalated scale to make a change right. compared to – I mean, if, if you if – got you, guys
2: like LeBron, Kyrie. Uh, these guys are doing post-game interviews every
4: day. Yeah, exactly. You're, you're what else be could you interviews. ask for? You're all, like, all the TVs are going to be on you. Like You're going to be in everyone's home every single night during this time. So, I mean, I just feel like it would be a good time to use your – your escalated platform
2: and and it's like not the first time we've seen like it i guess and maybe like i agree with you guys like maybe this is just like some crazy uneducated opinion but like we've seen those guys wear like the i can't breathe shirts we've saw the clippers flip their their that was a little more specific situation but the the idea that you can't the idea that you can't play basketball and use that platform to address certain things it, it's crazy shoot it's like you said you got all the cameras in the world on you for 10 hours of a day of a game day you know mm-hmm. with a dedicated for these big voices like you said so Ben to your point like maybe we shouldn't have heard it from Kyrie or whatever but okay now we got 22 teams each of them has at least one or two stars they got the yeah. mic every night right. I, I guess the idea that like I said, they're not mutually exclusive. Just, mm-hmm. oh, basketball comes back, you know, forget social reform. Like I'm going to go watch basketball. Right. Yeah, it's like, exactly. I could even, I could even playing devil's advocate. I could think that way. I could say, oh, good. Basketball's back. I don't have to worry about this anymore. I go watch a game I watch the Lakers and Anthony Davis. And then post-game interview, they both had a great game. And both these guys are talking about social reform. It's right there.
3: Mm-hmm. It's going
2: to be on Center. It. It, it, I guess that's my big thing to, to imply that just playing basketball is like, Oh, we're just going to stop everything else. Yeah. I, I just think it's a, I on I feel like a little disrespected, honestly. Like, I, I think that's just like, I think it's a little like, and, and I guess that's not that's speaking for me personally, but maybe the average viewer or whoever might forget or move on or what have you. I just think, I think on a big level, I think there's, there's ways to do it. That will be beneficial. Uh, and still be playing basketball, in my opinion. All right, I think we're ready for fantasy BS. Um, today's fantasy BS topic. Uh, we've been doing it, in honor of our guests lately, but we do not. We had we had a guest. Been doing fantasy BS, so this is back to the OG three man squad. Um, and this week's topic is minor inconveniences. Um, so on that note, uh, we did not not an easy one to research. So shoe might be. A little bit tough. Maybe some BuzzFeed lists are coming uh, up. That's what you think. Some BuzzFeed lists <laughs> are pulled up on Schubert's phone right now. Um, but the order, uh, it'll go to snake draft. So, Ben, my friend and co-host, you will go first. So, I, I I'll take the I'll take the gutter spot, and I'll go second. No back-to-back. That's where champions are made. Um, and then my also friend, reoccurring guest, coach, Jacob Bald Schubert, will go third, back-to-back. Uh, snake draft people forget Uh, so Ben please start us off with your first pick for minor inconveniences all
0: right so this is a this is a tough position with the number one pick because I mean maybe there's a consensus number one pick that I'm not thinking about but I'm thinking a lot of these are going to be good ones that are kind of you know hard to differentiate but I'm gonna go with Netflix buffering 25 percent
4: Oh that is, that's a great fatal
2: one. Fatal 25% That is a great one. You Appreciate know you're you know your dunzo when when uh you see that.
0: Yeah, it happens at the worst times too. Like you finish a long day of work, you're just trying to chill, maybe eat some dinner, some yes. Wendy shout out for the program, maybe future sponsor, and mm. you just hit that twenty five percent and you're just stuck eating your French fries and, kind of cool.
2: and then and, and the food, you finish the food before the episode buffers and it's like, ah, I was going to eat and watch. And right. Now, exactly. I'm out. First um, problems,
0: obviously not a big deal, but it's a minor inconvenience. That's what, the yeah,
2: is, so, yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, I have, I think I have like a good list here, so it's kind of hard to pick, uh, just one. For right. My first I pick. Um, so I'll just go, I'll go with, I just had it. I had the one I wanted and then I lost it. Oh, okay. Um, so waking up, you got like, and... especially work days, waking up like 10, 15 minutes before your alarm where it's like, I can't keep sleeping, but like, you know, I got to yeah, get up basically. That was awful. Yeah. It's so that'll be my first one. So waking up slight, like 10
4: minutes before your alarm. That's good. Yeah. That was actually even my first pick, but I had it as a uh, a minute before your alarm. Oh, okay. I've well, done, I, I guess that's, that's the a super minor inconvenience. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: yeah,
3: that's a very that's just the worst.
2: Yeah. Um, so I'm talking like, like, like ten minutes, like you, you like where you have that debate of can I sleep, and then you're like, nah, it's just ten minutes. Yeah.
4: You just wake up. Oh, it you're must like, be like you like let's it, get, seven. get up. Get up. A seven. Out. Oh, it must be like six, maybe five forty-five, and it's like you roll over. It's like, yeah. like six fifty. Like hey, Ben, man, apologies in
2: advance. There's gonna be a lot of bleeps on me in this episode. That's I'm all right. I'll
0: be up a little late, but yeah, it's nothing new
2: all right so
4: i got back, to back. Jesus,
0: fuck me up we'll bleep that out, bleep that out. <laughs>
4: all right so my first round pick i'm gonna go with getting all the way to your car and forgetting your keys
2: i had that mm. i did that yesterday i had that <laughs> i had that more that's a like, that's way that's pretty specific forgetting your keys and stuff i just had just forgetting, forgetting anything. something yeah, yeah. just yeah. forgetting anything
4: and right, then you my back second back one, is, one is i know you're recurring
0: yes, guest. you might not know but
4: shut up and then my second one is biting your lip and having to deal with that cut for like two weeks. Oh, I currently have that. Is the that worst the is world. a great one, especially dude. when like you brush your teeth and like you just hit it and you start crying while you're brushing your teeth. Yeah. It's the worst that's
0: almost more alive. than minor though. Hot that's take. That's a good
4: one. Oh, I don't think that's major. I think it's more minor. Okay,
2: I think it's in the middle. It's a medium. Yeah, whatever. That was a good one. Um, all right. My turn. Mm. This is again, I, I think I'm telling you, I think I just one to, this might be one of my better lists. Um, okay. Stepping, stepping on something small and getting it stuck in your foot or, mm-hmm. or like a, like a, like a, just basically stepping on anything that uh, like a, like a little prick, like something on the ground. That's like you feel it in your foot, but you can't quite find it. You know, there's just something there. Yeah. I um, thought you
0: were going to say stepping on a Lego.
2: Well, I, I, I i what? that's what i meant for it to be like a little more general of like stepping on something that like right. just hurts like a motherfucker but yeah um we'll beep that out sorry that, i actually didn't mean that for that one Thumbtack before um uh, yeah like that's what i mean like a thumbtack yeah. a lego like just some right. shit that
0: hurts exactly we're 24 years old now so stepping on a lego it's not gonna yeah. happen you're, 20, you're 23 sorry. 23 that's, that's I was only 23. So. Oh, whoa! Was, uh,
4: yes. not, not everyone's as cool as you, Ben. 20,
2: oh. 24 in uh, July, July 8th. Shout out.
4: 24 20 in September. Happy 28th. early birthday!
2: Thank you. Pre-lated.
0: right, so I got back-to-back picks here. Definitely an advantage. I'm gonna go number one pick. Uh, the second pick's gonna take me a little time. Number one pick, I'm gonna go with cramping.
4: Oh my god! Especially when you're sleeping. Yeah. yeah you, sleep you, should have, you should have said that cramping you just, in your sleep. Too late yeah. now, though. Yeah, sure. you just you just flop off of your bed and like just cry.
2: Cramping in a car, a lot
0: of funny bus rides with or I guess van rides with people <laughs> yeah. cramping yeah. in the cars back in the because
2: I think I've done that a few times. Dude. Yeah,
0: I know Kellen's done that in front of the program for sure. Um and then my next pick, I'm gonna go when your tra- uh, let's see. No Yeah, I'll just go with that. I'll, when your charger cable is just a little too short. <laughs> mm. And you can't quite reach it and you have to put it in an inconvenient place where you can't continue yeah. to,
4: to go check it. You have to get up and like walk to figure right. out who's texting that's you. That's the worst.
0: Like if you need a, like if you're driving back home and your phone needs to be charged, but you're sitting in the back and the cord is just like, you know, two feet or not two feet, like two inches. So you can't continue to be on your phone in the back. Yeah. Right. Worst. All right, well, Gil, you got
2: pick here. Your- this is tough, man. Um, I have one, but I just, I don't know how like relatable it would be. I already did something for your foot. Deep guy. Uh,
4: <laughs> Huge foot punish. I don't Adrian. want to get it. Andrew
2: Mullen and Rex <laughs> Ryan. Friend
4: of the show, shout out.
2: Oh. But I'll go. Okay, so when you're just uh, the in general being out of AA batteries in the house. Ooh, so cool. your batteries are dead and your controller, you go to your remote and you realize oh those are dead too or the control the batteries that are in your remote are already in your controller that just died so then you're like your sol there
4: yeah when you have a ps4 you don't have to worry about
0: that's what uh, i was gonna say you're batteries. Gonna the boats but some of the ps4 guys are gonna be like nah this is you know not yeah really. so. loser
2: well then my my counterpoint to you is what do you do when the tv remote runs out of batteries you ain't going to your f-ing controller you clown
4: First That's off, You just yeah. get your ass off and turn the TV. Also, I'm an Xbox anyway. guy,
2: so don't come after me. I was
4: just saying.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, I would never call you a clown, Ben. I was talking. Yeah. I appreciate that. I talking to our recurring guest. Yes.
4: All right. So with my last pick, speaking um,
0: of our recurring guest, he's got a pick here. Yeah. Last pick.
4: Hong Kong, Kong. Kong. So with the whole COVID situation happening, no McDonald's is no longer doing uh, all day breakfast. So I had to get back. So people that don't know. Um, You have to get there before noon now. That's when they start, that's when they stop serving their breakfast. So missing any fast food place breakfast by like five minutes. That happened to me. Okay, again. That is actually.
2: I'm gonna say, dude. So your description was awful. Your yeah. pick was not that
0: well,
4: bad. Well, no, like, here's, no, what, here's no. what happened. So let me just get yeah. Let me, let's, you, let's get into a, a mind example. of
2: a Jacob Schubert.
4: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like,
2: you should you should have said your pick and then got into the story because you lost me, dude. I was like I was ready to make a joke about like a famous Jacob Schubert third pick, but it ended up being okay.
4: Yeah,
0: so I might just have to edit this all out and then just have your pick.
4: <laughs> right. So what happened was, I was I was at lunch with my friends. And oh, Lexi James just got off. time. Let's go.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
4: I was at lunch with my friends. And Lexi had just got off her six to six uh, shift. So 6 p.m. to six. Shout
0: 6 p.m. out Lexi for on the program. Yeah. So. Your first appearance on our uh, podcast Twitter page, by the way. Check that out at D3's Finest Pod. There you go. Sorry. So, um, sidetracking you a lot. Yeah.
4: So, you're fine. So, she texts me. She's like, hey, when you're doing lunch, can you go stop at McDonald's? It's on the way home and get me, like, I think that's like sausage, egg, biscuit. I saw sausage, egg, and cheese, McBiscuit, and two hash browns. And I was like, yeah, not a problem. McDonald's all-day breakfast, not an issue. So I pull up. And I don't see any breakfast. don't see all-day breakfast or anything. So I'm like, oh, this is not good. So I said, like, can I get a sausage, egg, and cheese, McBiscuit, and two hash browns? And the lady's like, oh, we stopped serving at noon. We stopped serving breakfast at noon. I looked down. It was like 12.05. And I was like, are you kidding me? So then I had to call Lexi and explain to her what happened because, you know, we, we thought McDonald's all-day breakfast, and she wasn't happy, so... That's that's what happened. So thanks, McDonald's. You put me in the doghouse for a couple hours.
0: And this was a Jacob Schubert's Firefest of the week. Yeah. New segment.
4: That's not key. sure how
0: it went. Probably yeah. not great.
2: But it was a good part. story, I guess. Any any See, story I, with Lexi is a good one for me.
4: Storytelling for me, I'm never good at ending them. I just like, yeah, that's what happened.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, it's always nice to talk about Lexi. So thanks for that. You're um, you welcome. Sorry about your breakfast uh, inconvenience. There
4: wasn't mine; it was hers, but it was alright.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and if you guys have any honorable mentions, I do. Um, not getting Lexi Snapchat, and then getting air, <laughs> getting <laughs> air in your tires. I'm just gonna keep moving. Having to get air in your tires, fast food messing up your order, but you don't know until you get uh, home.
4: That's the worst.
2: Um, realizing you're out of toilet paper while you're on while you're in the bathroom. Not good um Not great. And then I'll go just two more. I'll leave it alone. Um, being out of materials in Fortnite, unexpectedly. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, the other foot when I have is stubbing your toe. Yeah. yeah, stubbing your
0: toe. I'm sad I didn't pick that. That's the. I, sh- I think I should have picked it over the stepping on things. Yeah. yeah, I agree.
4: So I, I had stubbing my toe also honorable mention, and then I have hang nails. Uh, I had a hang nail and I was I, like, cutting hangnail.
2: your hair, cutting your nails too short.
4: Yeah. So that's I had a hangnail one. when I was younger and got infected. So it was awful. It, one of the worst experiences of my life. Oh,
2: mosquito Animal. bites. Honorable mention. Yes. Oh, another one. That's a good one.
4: Uh, having to pee in traffic. Not good. That is oh. a bad
2: one. Okay. Could be, could then, be, could become a major inconvenience.
0: <laughs> could <for yourself>. major
4: <laughs> and then popcorn and teeth and you just can't get it out.
0: Yes. That's a good one too. Solid honorable mentions. Very proud of you, Jacob Schubert.
4: Thank
0: you. All right. I guess I got a couple of uh, stepping in a puddle of water. Not great. And Getting your socks wet just in general. True, yeah. holes in your socks, uh, not Gosh. preparing, not preparing for fancy BS. That can be. Yeah. I think we've all experienced. Yeah. Couple yeah, pizzas
2: for Coco. Ben, I had that yeah. on my list too.
0: Yeah, funny you mentioned that. Uh, <laughs> a couple more. Uh, we did a lot of research before the show, so we're just stacked in this draft. Uh, dropping your spoon in soup. I don't know. if <laughs> you've Been
4: to me recently,
0: but sucks to suck. A uh, paper cut, they mentioned that yeah. as well. And yes. speaking about remotes when you can't find the remote, that's an awful, <laughs>
4: that's awful I have one more I just thought of.
0: Oh, forgetting to buy something at the store. That you went to the store for that
4: purpose. Yeah. You buy something else and you come back, you're like, I didn't buy the one thing I was going there for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the one thing I thought of was uh having a cut you don't know that's there and then being like some type of lemon juice or like juice oh, in it.
2: I had I like, had taking a shower with an open cut. Yeah. Oh, yes,
4: yeah.
0: that's that's true. Yeah, yeah.
2: But especially if you don't know it's there, I was even thinking like I had, I had uh, recently, I knew they were there. And so that was almost, I don't want to say worse, but like, I was like apprehensive to get in the shower, because I knew it was gonna hurt. Yeah, but I would think maybe getting surprised by it would be probably worse. Yeah, definitely. Yeah,
0: especially nowadays because, you know, we're retired athletes. We're now podcasters, so cuts don't happen as often. So when Mm -hmm. they do happen, it's a little bit more painful. Kind of reminds you of the old days, but, you
2: know, not great. It's now a a major inconvenience in my life. (laughs) Yes. yes. (laughs) All right, you guys got anything else? No, man. I mean, if you just want me to talk about inconveniences, I can go forever. So we'll just cut it now. Shout out listeners. Uh, We had another great month. Ben posted the numbers recently. Uh, Check us out on D D3, three, D 3s finest pod.
0: Yes, sir. We can Twitter. put that. just dis- We can put that in the podcast description. We will
2: put it in the podcast podcast description. So follow us on Twitter. Um, check us out. We post. We post the fantasy BS, the interviews, uh, all that fun stuff on there. Um, Some sound bites occasionally. Occasionally sound bites. Um, yeah, you and yeah, you, you can just always you can tweet at us at any time, and one of the three of us will answer you. Probably Ben, but. Could be me, depending. It, if I got a good if I got a good response to you, I'll I'll get on that pretty quick. I get notifications. So tweet at us
0: anytime. Fun fact, we've given Shub the password. I'm pretty sure he still doesn't have access to our Twitter. So <laughs> I, I guess that. that's he isn't giving me the password. <laughs> he is a recurring guest, so I guess that's a co oh, right. Only the co hosts have the one of the have. two will respond back, not yeah. their guy, unfortunately. Unless you tag okay. him you know, personally.
2: Yeah, you got, you have to go to his Love personal.
0: It. Yeah. Love you guys. Shout out PFT. Come on our podcast. Or Billy Football. Yeah, it's Kate Weezy and we back. The Rise
2: to the Throne. MVP. Yeah. Ben Franklin's. Ben Franklin's. I got so much money, it's like I own a money tree. All these people, phonies, just want to be like me. Your baddest girl be all on my D. The stuff you pay for, from me, it's free. Because I got Ben Franklin's, I got Ben Franklin's. No need for hatin', I'm not a doctor, I ain't got patience. All I got is papers and a lot of haters. Shout out to my home
0: dog, they all got prayers.